This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Welcome in. This is the happy hour 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez Clary with you. Hello, Rico. Program. Hello. How are you doing today? Uh, I am okay. Just okay. Yeah. Sad bing bong. You need to um, flip the script. The last couple days, you've been sad. Oh, I'm sorry. The last- I was sad on Monday because Nebraska football let me down once again. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't that sad because Knicks basketball won. But I'm sad today because the Knicks lost to a severely undermanned Toronto team. I'm sorry that I care about my teams and that I let it affect my life. Yeah, your Knicks, your Knicks did not play well last night. Mike Breen had a, had a nice little bing bong. Mike Breen threw in a bing bong. He needs to never say that again. I hope he does. He's a professional, and he said it, therefore it's official. It sticks. He needs to never say bing bong again. If You you tagged you tagged who on that? Happer and Schaefer, okay. because they hate it. Well, so, Schaefer hates it. Happer thinks it's hilarious. So Rico's Twitter, go check it out. Radio Rico AC. Mike Breen says bing bong on a video. Julius it Randall. Does, it does not fit. Julius Randall banks in a three in the second quarter, and he goes, Julius Randall for three! Bing bong! And it's, it's like, great. It's like he almost forgot that that's a thing and then heard the PA announcer say it. Yeah, they threw and it in the, the, the Madison Square Garden PA, like the, the sound effects they're mm-hmm. using, bing bong is included. And it's great. They caught Obi Toppin on a hot mic. Uh, the, the PA does the bing bong and then Obi's just like, bing bong. No, it's almost like Mike Breen realized like, oh, that's a thing. Heard the PA, the sound effects happen, and he's like, bing bong. Bang! It just did not fit very well. However, the Chicago Bulls, first place in the East. Don't you turn this away from my team right now. I will, because the (laughs) Chicago Bulls are in first place. How in the world (laughs) of sports do the Celtics only score 12 points in the fourth quarter? I think it was 11. No, they were – well, I don't know how many they had to end because there was a screenshot with like 12 seconds or something left at the, the end of the third where they had like 104 and they ended up mm-hmm. with like 116 or something. Yeah, they got outscored in the fourth quarter 39 to 11. How? <laughs> 11 what points are in 12 minutes doing? of game. <laughs> you have two of the the better young stars in the game, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, and you can't score more than 11 points in a quarter? I, what is happening? That is hilarious. 11 points in the fourth Who quarter. Who hurt you? I want to. I want to see if they can look. The Bulls' defense they... is good. The Bulls' defense is not <laughs> that not, good. They're not eleven points good. It's, I mean, they're they're undersized. The Bulls are undersized. My goodness! But yet they only allowed Boston eleven points in the fourth quarter. Um, that is Jason Tatum wild. finished with twenty. Al Horford finished with twenty. Jalen Brown twenty eight. Marcus Smart's unhappy. Apparently, apparently, people need to learn how to pass because Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown don't pass the basketball. Oh, I'm sorry, Marcus. Maybe make a three pointer. 
Well, and Marcus had just returned. Nah, I'm he can shoot. Marcus Smart just returned from in- injury last night, I, I believe. Well, he says that and they've he's been talking. Like, he said they've been talking to them about that. He's one of the elder statesmen on that team. He's been he there is. probably the, one of the longest, uh, one of the longest tenured tenured Celtics at this time. Mm-hmm. But uh, he said they've been they've been talking to both of them for a while about you know passing more. Uh, and not trying to force things, which makes – I mean, that makes sense. It seems simple. Like, yes. you're going to get double teamed because you're one of the better players on the court. Maybe you should pass out of it and not just try to fight through it and get the bucket. Yeah. But the way he says it is like Jalen Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum need to pass more. It's like, okay, yeah, hold on. Easy, easy, Marcus, smart. Um, I mean, DeMar DeRozan continued being – Scorching hot from the field. It's not scorching hot. Thirty okay, thirty-seven points last night. Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, Patrick Williams is injured for the season, He's but Javante done. Green says, "Hey, let me step up. I'll be in the starting lineup for you guys." Let me dunk on people, and let me let me roll right in there. Levine is not even leading the team in points per game, which I think going into the season, everybody imagined Levine would lead the team. Well, he is the best player on that team. Uh, yes, yes. And then Io Desunmu, the former Illinois. Fighting the line, shout I out to Io. Fourteen points last night, six of six I from the field. I think he's great. I hate that he plays for Chicago. I I love that he plays for hometown Chicago. All right, let's uh, let's dive into some Husker football talk. As always, 402-464-5685, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line. Both of those are open for you all hour <laughs> long. Brian T says Rico needs therapy. Can you show us on the doll where the Knicks and the Huskers hurt you? Right here, right in my heart. <laughs> Yeah, Rico, you've just kind of been in a in a sour mood the last couple I get of days. way too into things. Way too <laughs> wow, into things. Really? I know it's surprising, isn't it? That's shocking. I get extremely invested in things and when those things don't go correct, I am hurt. You think you would be used to one of those not going Both of so those. Well. Actually, yeah, you're right. Both of those not, not going so well. Well, the Knicks spoiled me last year with some good basketball. They spoiled me early it's... in the season with some good basketball. I mean, they've lost to two bad teams. The 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 yeah. Magic and the Raptors, but it's okay. They're fine. Yeah, an angry Rams guy points out that Levine is playing through an, a, a, sl- a small injury. So either way, it's not small though. Well, it's it's a thumb injury. It's a it's the the it's a small small. It's no, it's not small. It's the I know the I know, but I'm saying it's a, it's, a, it's a small limb on the body. It's the not like tendon an arm in his thumb like is like it's not like torn, but it's like severely like stretched or something mm-hmm. like that and they're like yeah you don't need surgery yeah and he's but like, like play. you you could get surgery and he's like nah i'm fine yeah i'm fine let me go let me go out and drop 26 on you 26.7 assists lonzo ball unselfish plays a really good defense lonzo ball is unselfish because he still cannot shoot hey he's still <laughs> somewhat improved from from deep and then the big man, Alex Caruso, added nine last night. The big man, he says. <laughs> you mean the bald man? <laughs> the bald man, yes. The, the headband. You mean Elmer Fudd. The, the, the headband man. You've got Elmer Fudd out there dunking on people for you. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Let's let's move on. Enough. I didn't, wanna, I didn't want to uh, blanket these airwaves with Chicago Bulls talk. I, we didn't need that. I just need. We can. They're six and one, and they're right now, I know it's early. Their first place in the East. They have the 76ers on Wednesday. We'll, we'll see how it goes. It goes them, Miami, New York, Washington, mm-hmm. Philly, Toronto, Charlotte, Brooklyn. Yeah. Which, and two, I mean, let's be real, Rico. Your Knicks aren't bad. It's not no. like they're bad. They're five and two. No, they're fine. It's just, it's just the way they You definitely lost. should have beaten a Toronto Raptors team that didn't have Pascal Siakam, mm-hmm. Scotty Barnes, and I think like one or two other people who 
maybe don't start but play some serious minutes. Uh, but, you but let Rico, OG Ananobi oh. drop a career high thirty eight. Yeah, yeah. No, I looked at the box score this morning. I was like, OG, <sighs> it's like the former Indiana man, Ananobi. All right, let's move on to Husker football. Like I said, 402-464-5685, Honda Lincoln Hotline, Starter Heyman text line, as well as on the Starter Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Uh, at 2.30 today, Nick Mastis from Muchachos will join us. He's bringing in some, as he quoted on when he t- texted me, was noms. I do love delicious noms. I love noms. So um, let's go ahead and, and get ready for that. But first, I want to touch on something that we kind of talked about on Friday. Had it before Purdue, before everything happened, and and go ahead and give your your thoughts on the text line. Go ahead and call in. Uh, both those are open for you. We had some people text in uh, yesterday that that feels that Scott Frost should get another year because the schedule lighten up next season. <laughs> easy, easy, <laughs> easy, Rico. <laughs> don't don't giggle at that. <laughs> now here's where I'll say this, and you guys know where I stand. And just to preface it once again, if you didn't listen to the show yesterday or you took a took a break from sports radio yesterday, wouldn't have blamed you. Which yeah, I would not have blamed you. I felt like it was the same topic for a really long time. Absolutely, absolutely. I would hop aboard that train that he should get one more year, if the problem was that Scott Frost and his staff were not able to win the big games yet. But it's not. This is the hardest obstacle for me personally to overcome. Is that you're one and three against Purdue, zero and two against Wisconsin, zero and three against Iowa, and one and three against Minnesota. I'm okay with it if you lose to top ten Oklahoma on the road or even top five Ohio State at home. But here we are three and a half years in and you're six and fifteen against the Big Ten West. And when looking at the two divisions in the Big Ten conference, the Big Ten West is the lighter of the two. It's not shouldn't be the harder one. It is the lighter of the two. Um and and so like I said, if if you're one of those people that are saying the schedule lightens up easy or you know next year, you still have to face the same Big Ten West opponents. But looking at history, there hasn't been much success against those very same opponents, no matter how good they are. You could argue Nebraska. I, I still right now, and and you can you can talk about talent, I suppose, and that can be a mm. a big Don't rabbit mention, hole. Yes, that don't could mention be a, talent uh, around Schaefer. Exactly, and and he has a very very. He's done with talent. He has a very good point on that. However, I would still argue that Nebraska is a better team than Purdue is on paper. And you can argue that in previous years that they have been a better team mm-hmm. on paper than a lot of the programs that they've lost to. Paper don't win games. However, like Rico just said, here we are, and you're six and fifteen against the Big Ten West. And let me let me let me put these these records out once again. One and three against Purdue, which has been a bottom feeder of the Big Ten West. 0 and two against Wisconsin, 0 and three against Iowa, and one and three against Minnesota. And like I said, I'm okay, and I think a lot of Husker fans would be okay if you come up close against Oklahoma like you did this year, you come up close against Michigan, and you you don't get the, the doors blown off of you by Ohio State this Saturday if you're beating the teams that you're supposed to beat. And in reality, they're not beating any of the teams they're supposed to beat, and they're not beating the teams that they shouldn't beat. And that's where... I have a tough time saying and using the reason of, hey, he should get one more year because the schedule is easier next year. 
because the schedule wasn't too difficult in 2019. The schedule is, I mean, you're swapping out, what is it, Ohio State and Michigan State mm-hmm. for Rutgers and Indiana. Yeah. Um, I mean, you you would think that those would be two wins, but mm-hmm. also you have to think you're still playing Michigan, you're still playing Oklahoma, and oh, by the way, you're still playing all of those Big Ten West teams that you have, what, six six wins, did you say? Yeah. Against? You're six and fifteen in the three and a half years, so I don't know if the schedule is much easier, um, as opposed to you're just switching two teams that are uh, well, one team that is historically not historically, but lately uh, in the past mm-hmm. few years much better than you have been, mm-hmm. uh, and a team that has been very up and down, but you still haven't found out a way to beat. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a top ten and as a top ten team this year. Might lose their head coach. We don't know, but still, mm-hmm. and and it's really it is really quite unfortunate. I, I I'll be honest with you. It's it's unfortunate that that's the things that you can point to and say that you're one and three against uh, a team in Purdue. You're you're zero and three against Iowa. You never beat Wisconsin. It, it's it stinks to be able to point to those things because at some point you kind of wish that you could say, well, they're they're beating the teams that they're supposed to beat, mm-hmm. and unfortunately no matter where your personal stance is on whether or not Scott should return or, or whether or not this, the staff should be let go. That's something you cannot ignore. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, look, I, I got a little heated on Monday. I'll admit that. <laughs> uh, I was a little upset, a little in the moment. Didn't really mm-hmm. use my 24 hour, 48 hour rule of, of you need to chill out and, yep. and watch what you say. Um, I'm not fully aboard. The Scott Frost is done after this year train. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I am think, either. And I'm not. And I'm not using the schedule as as a reason why you should bring him back. I'm not going to use you know uh, um, the the buyout as a reason yeah. why you should bring him back. I just I just think that I've seen some sort of improvement this season from year one and year two. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I I feel as if the players that we've heard speak are are all in. You know, you yeah. had that long talk for the first two seasons of of culture and buy in and who's not in and who's out and who do we have to you know, we want to get football guys on this team, we wanna mm-hmm. get guys who love the game on this team, we wanna get guys who who aren't, you know, sidetracked by other things on this team. And from everything that I've heard from players that have spoken, you know, in press conferences or you see on mm-hmm. tweets or social media or anything, these players love the coaching staff they love scott frost they love being here in nebraska they love playing with that n on their helmet yeah so what i'm i mean what i'm seeing right now is a team that is all bought in with each other a very young team you're going to be losing some key pieces next season Mm -hmm. but i i i think one one more season just one to get this right maybe is deserved from what i've been hearing from the players you know you know, not from the coaches, not from the we're so close, you know, one play this way, one play that way, but from the guys who are busting their butts day in and day out on the practice field mm-hmm. and on Saturdays and getting their bells rung and getting and going head-to-head with people and getting thrown down into the ground, catching footballs, swatting footballs, tackling people, blocking people. From those guys who are in the mud day in and day out, they feel like things are changing. I know you could say, oh, well, well, in the first year they thought, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to do this. The second year, we're going to do this. But you've actually seen 
that they've been able to go up against opponents who are who are better than them mm-hmm. and stick with them. The problem, as you said, though, is that the opponents that maybe you should beat, Vegas has you favored, many other yeah. people have you favored, you should beat these opponents, whether it's due to injuries or transfers or just the fact that you you on paper look better than this team, you have not been able to get the job done. But from what I've seen against better teams, I believe that this team might have what it takes to turn it around with one more year. Mm-hmm. But like I said, probably just one, depending on how that goes. Well, and what's curious is that you do have to think ahead – let me rephrase that. You do have to take into consideration next season whether or not Scott is the coach here and say Nebraska's lost a lot of guys on defense. However, Miles Farmer in the secondary has really filled in well for Deontay Williams when he's been injured. You have to take into account um, the quarterback is gone, which put your personal feelings aside for Adrian. He's been a staple in this offense, whether that's been a good or bad staple. You can decide on that. He's been the um, the mainstay in this offense. You feel like the receivers are getting better. However, it's just kind of curious on on where people's heads are at. Um, let's let's get to a couple of your texts because we only have a couple minutes left in this first segment since it is a Tuesday. Uh, Lucas says, "I say bring him back only because who do you replace with him with? Another quote, Mike Riley. I okay. I, I, don't, I don't like that. I that don't idea. like. I don't like the whole. You know." This this is a bad year to fire him because look at all these job openings. Who are you going to bring yes. in? There are plenty of coaches out there. Mm-hmm. There are plenty of people you haven't heard of who are doing good jobs wherever they're at. You could go get a coordinator, an offensive defensive coordinator, whatever. Mm-hmm. Arkansas is being led by a dude who was an offensive line coach. He wasn't even a coordinator. And look at them. Look what they're doing. It doesn't it's, matter if, if if it's a good coach that Trev Alberts and, and whoever else does the hiring. You get an outside source. You use inside sources, whatever. Whoever does the hiring, if they believe that a, a coach can come in here and get things turned around and do the job, go ahead and do it. There are plenty of people out there who who take over programs and can do good jobs and turn them into winners. I don't want to hear the whole, oh, well, if Scott Frost can't do it, nobody yeah. can do it. Plenty of people can do it. It doesn't have to be a guy from Nebraska. It doesn't be a guy who went to Nebraska. It can be anybody. And with that being said, the the thought that I'm kind of gathering from talking to people is that a lot of people, for good reason, trust Trev and the guys that are in place right now under Trev uh, of under athletic director Trev Alberts, they trust him a whole lot more than previous staffs. Whether that's Sean Icorse, whether that's uh, Peterson, whether that's Bill Moose, that a lot of people feel like Trev is the guy and and will do whatever's right for Nebraska. And if that's keep Scott Frost, then that's how we have to we have to back him. We have to do that. You might not like it, but at the end of the day, you're still going to cheer on for Nebraska. This texter says this after the Purdue loss. My emotional reaction was Frost has to go. Now that the dust has settled, not so much, but I'd like to see Smothers. That's an interesting part because I want to get into that quarterback thing once again because we can't do it in this segment because we're running short on time, unfortunately, so we'll do it in the final segment after we talk to Nick Maestas. However, when you're talking about the quarterback battle, Matt Lubick was asked today when he spoke about Logan Smothers, how they felt about him, and also how they evaluate whether or not they feel like they need to um, make a change at quarterback, whether that's for the rest of the season, whether that's for a series, for a series, excuse me, and his answer is kind of interesting, so I want to gain your guys' thoughts on that as well. 
I'm sorry, Lucas. I didn't mean to yell at you. Yeah. Kevin in Southwest Lincoln. Trev, good luck selling season tickets next season if Frost sticks around. Um, wait until the Buckeyes win 56-10 to 10 on Saturday. It's going to be ugly like 2019. Now, that's w- another thing that I was actually going to talk about tomorrow. What's the, what's the thought on, on Saturday? And we can ask Aaron Sorensen this when we talk to her tomorrow at 2.30. Is the, the vibe going into Saturday from a Nebraska fan standpoint, is it the just don't get the doors blown off? Or is it the actual, are we still in that boat of you need to compete if you're Scott Frost? Because... Either way, I, I mean, obviously the fan, the thought of, of fans towards Scott Frost is that he needs to be let go, it feels mm-hmm. like, especially this last week. So are, are fans, fans better not be in the boat now of, of Nebraska. We kind of hope they get blown out so that it... Mm, don't do that. That, that cannot be, don't be that, that per- cannot be the don't thought. Don't be that person. That cannot be the thought. I it got still a, needs to be compared. I got a dumb question, though, that we can, we can just set up before we go to break. Are you more mad if Nebraska gets blown out or if they keep it close and lose on, you know, some fluky thing happening? Ooh. Like if they lose by one score to Ohio State. Are you more mad if they get blown out or if they lose to one score and look good against Ohio State? All right, we'll, we'll revisit that. We may ask Nick that here next segment. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll be joined but with noms from Muchachos and Nick Mastis next up here on the happy hour follow nick and enrique on twitter at nick underscore sainert and at radio rico ac more of happy hour is next on 93.7 the ticket and the ticket fm.com